0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. I'm your host, Aaron, and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy, James. Bonjour. Episode
1: 154 of the podcast. Yes, we've had some highs and lows, mate. It's been a pleasure. Doing these podcasts with you, we're searching for the very best that films have to offer. We've had some highs. We've had some many, many highs. We did, you know, Steven Spielberg, Amy Adams. We've done the
0: Indiana Jones franchise, Back to the Future. We've done The Thing. We did more Combat and Street Fire. So, and not, Adam Sandler. The, We've done the lows, the, the, the all winners. <laughs> it is, it, this is the little podcast that could. We, each week, we try and entertain audiences with uh, our little space of the podcast universe. We're sorry you're in my seat. If you do like this, don't forget to um, subscribe. You'll get a new episode each and every week. Unplanned, unscripted, unprofessional, unnecessary. But it doesn't matter. It's or, a podcast. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. It's, it's meant to be a bit of fun. Uh, it's something just to take people away from the stress and the strains, like returning to work in a post-COVID world. It is post-COVID though.
1: Is no, post-lockdown did, world. Did you celebrate Freedom Day? I don't even know it happened. I can't even, I, why Freedom Day? Just, do you know what? Call it Independence Day. Make a movie, aliens invade. <laughs> if it was, a, if it was a, like, a, a bank holiday,
0: probably would have done something special. But I, like, I worked, you know. Yeah, me too. I think I went to the cinema.
1: Oh, you see, that's a perfect segue. I did go to the cinema. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. The, the the film that's supposed to get us back to the cinema. Mm. And to be fair, it did. I think it's supposed to some good numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Before that, how's your week been? It's been cracking. I didn't realise though that I'd moved to the centre of the sun because heat's not my friend, mate. I Let's say I'm a Rotund fellow. My natural enemy is heat. and Portly fellow. And exercise. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's been a good week. Do you know what? It's been nice to, to shoot the breeze with our main topic of today, mm. which is Mr. Sean Bean. He's been fantastic going back, looking at his filmography, answering some questions, asking the listeners what their favourites were. The man's a great, it's been fantastic, and we've been to the cinema, we've celebrated, and you know, TV. I've started watching Loki, mate. Oh, what do you think? I So far, I haven't watched it all, and but I'm the one person alive who's managed to avoid all the spoilers, so I'm quite enjoying it. I This is my first foray into it, though. I've not watched any of the other Marvel TV series, so there are some Easter eggs I do not understand.
0: Yeah, I've seen them all, I've enjoyed them all. Loki was probably my favourite.
1: Yeah, so he's the best of the bunch.
0: Yeah, WandaVision was great. They're all very different. Like WandaVision was great. I think it was put together brilliantly. I think it really showcased two outstanding leads and giving them so much more time. I think i read that Wanda's actual screen presence in the Marvel universe is twenty-two minutes. It's, oh she's Anthony Hopkins, dude. It's yeah, but that's across all the movies that she's been yeah. in, you know. And so now you get a TV series where you we really get to deep dive into Elizabeth Olsen's character and I, I enjoyed it. It, it, it. I found that the WandaVision show took a bit longer to get into what the main arc was, yeah. but it was really enjoyable. It was really, they put a lot of effort, you know, in, in that in that show and making each episode, particularly the first three episodes, so different. That That's I really what I was
1: going to say. They more of a celebration of TV as well, as well as the story they were telling. i tell you what though, Tom Hiddleston, do you remember when you first saw the, the first four movie? It mm. wasn't, no one was screaming for Loki because I remember when Loki was mentioned as the first bad guy in Avengers film, people weren't loving it. Avengers come out, mate. Tom Hiddleston, Loki's everyone's favourite anti-hero TV series. Boom. Back from the dead. Kind of saved that character and turned him into something more. Yeah. Well played, Tom Hiddleston. I He is the big draw
0: of the TV show. And, and I, man, I, rem- I remember, like, I don't know when it was, like a year and a half ago. <laughs> when you
1: discovered him. <laughs> no,
0: no. No, like a year and a half ago when they did one of these big Marvel reveals about like where the MCU was going post-Infinity yeah, War, I'd post-Endgame. Say, yeah. And um, the showed these TV shows and I, and straight away I was like WandaVision that title sounds lame it does I'm, I'm with you I, I was like Falcon and Winter Soldier do we need that I'm not sure I'm that interested and Loki a TV series about Loki and I was the I wasn't a naysayer I wasn't starting a fucking online Campaign. You know, like cancel campaign or anything, but I was like, oh, okay, they're doing that, that's fine, it's not really my bag. Did you met it? It was me. I was, I was like, okay, multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange film, yeah, I'm all over that blade. I was like, they're the things that I was really excited about, but fuck me, like, Vision was brilliant, Falcon and the Soldier, really good, really entertaining, as this weird buddy cop um, story about two characters that I, again, going into it, wasn't really that invested in, and all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck, I love these two characters, but low key. Online, I don't think it's the most well received, but I fucking loved it.
1: I know everyone's talking about the ending, but luckily I've avoided the ending.
0: It is big, bad ending. It is a a, a bad as in a good. Like when the kids that are down with it say like it's bad, but they really mean it's good. It's like a really good ending. I liked everything about it. I (laughs) like
1: thank you for explaining children to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really liked like the aesthetics though of the show as well. Like so, if you've seen the first episode, you know about that the TVA and yeah that like. Um, modern technology but with like a vintage feel to it I love that I really do like kind of like the the grain as well
1: yeah I love a grain I like
0: the title credits of like, all the different like letters coming together at the time though I didn't like it when I
1: first had the poster I was like oh shit yeah exactly <laughs>
0: yeah, don't judge a TV series by its logo apparently but it, it was font yeah <laughs> but it, like I love that title sequence when all the letters are popping up and you've got that like music and yeah I mean don't get me wrong I don't think I don't think this is low key you know, the God of Mischief in this TV series. No. You know, it's like, it is a very watered down Loki, but fucking Hiddleston is taking the character in a really interesting direction. And he said, has not he, this week, he will play Loki for as long as they keep writing
1: scripts for it. I know, from he's, sound of it. They... He's not retiring the character, which I think is brilliant. And that's nice. Uh, I, I quite like that. Chris Hemsworth done the same as well. Like carried on the Thor mantle mm-hmm. where it's like Robert Downey Jr. obviously finished. Uh, Chris Evans obviously finished. A lot of people decide that their arc might be done after a certain period but you do kind of need a consistent. Mm. And it's quite nice that it's going to be a Tom Hiddleston because he's they've already announced the season 2. Yeah, and it's weird because I mean,
0: following the Infinity War storyline and an end game, you know, that resolved his character. That was actually a really good end, you know, and I think in terms of his arc, he it, it I thought the writing was really good that he sacrificed himself and his brother kind of was there and everything and so, cool. so when they were doing this, I was like, oh, but you're ruining a, a perfect storyline for a character. And I, the God of the Street has done it, you know, because actually it works. It, it, I, I didn't realise that we actually needed it. And now
1: I'm like fucking, I'm glad they saved
0: him because I didn't realise actually how much I did like him.
1: The only downside is that the reason I don't really like comic books too much is, is when a character dies, you can always bring him back. Always bring him back. And it's always like a get-out-jail-free mm. card. I remember there's a, a comic book strip or, or an animated show where there are Superman's funeral and, like, the flash dance. Because why we we bother? We'll know he'll be back in a week from yeah. there. And I'm always thinking, this is, like, the fourth time that Loki has died.
0: <laughs> so he'll always be there Yeah, forever. But it, 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 it's good. Keep going. We'll touch base with it next week, I reckon, because um, that think- last episode was... I finished it by last week. Yeah. Last and week. And it's no change. spoiler, you would have seen it. But Richard E. Grant. Uh, do you
1: know what? I don't the problem is I don't want any context for the photo that I've seen of Richard E. Grant. <laughs> I don't want context. I that's just perfect. Mm. Just like he's just broken out of a mocap cap like
0: studio <laughs> and gone mental. It, what a guy what a time for Richard E. Grant. Just
1: having fun. Yeah. Just having fun. Do you remember a few years ago he uh, was nominated for an Oscar and he was like, I'm not gonna win it. It's yeah, like, I'm, I'm just here for the bants. Yeah, it's like yes, because it
0: you know it's it's that thing, isn't it, of actors? You get to a certain age and the leading roles stop coming, and you know, it, you know, your screen time, your presence becomes more and more diminished, and um, and then all of a sudden he's landing some brilliant parts. You yeah. know, this is the
1: guy from the Spice Girls movie, man, mate. Even the great Meatloaf was in. <laughs> You're remaking that? Not remaking. There's a sequel coming out. To The Spice Girls movie. I, f- I swear to God.
0: I hope it's about the drug spice. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> Mate, you could film
1: that in Lincoln. No special yeah. effects required. Just-, <laughs> just Saturday morning in the centre. Fucking Jerry Halliwell gurning for nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: Oscar-winning film. Uh, yeah, he has been mad this week. The yeah. heat has been. I I don't do well in heat, James. No, you don't. No, no one does. It's not just you, bro. I've been sweating in places that I didn't know I could sweat. I will sweat. Oh, it's terrible. But it feels a bit cooler today, so there's silver lining. Um, went to the cinema.
1: Yeah, you did. Now,
0: off the uh, back of you telling me you'd seen Black Widow, I was like, I'm gonna go, gonna go watch it. On my Todd. I like the cinema on my own. Air conditioned. I'm like, I'm off. Yes. Fucking saddest thing though. I bought a pick and mix. Yeah. it's so sad buying a pick and mix when you are going to the cinema on your own <laughs> at least like at least if you get a bag of like sweets or popcorn it's fine but when you're stood at, on your own at the pick and mix oh. drink, and because of covid like normally they have like you know 50 sweets to select from there's oh. like there's like six oh. there's like only six you can choose from and there I am with my little fucking spoon <laughs> shoveling them into my little cup <laughs> and everyone in the audience is just like what a saddo <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I enjoyed it <laughs> Nachos is acceptable No, they did have nachos in Oh mate, what's the point? And then you had sweet popcorn So I was like, well, I'll go for a yeah. If I'm going to have something sweet, mate Seriously? Yeah, yeah Ran out of salt but, like, It's happened the second time I've been in uh, salt popcorn that's About di- to that's kick
1: di- off That's disgraceful
0: But, you know, I sat there in my favourite seat In a massive screen In an air-conditioned screen With a pick-a-mix To sit down and watch The return of You know, talking about Marvel characters That had died Spoilers Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, returning for a standalone movie that has been a long time in the making. Because is she the only other than the Hulk, which is obviously in a
1: weird, you know, yeah, it's in a weird universal yeah. quandary, isn't it? it? Was like it technically exists, but ignore it. Yeah, unless we bring characters from it, then remember it. <laughs> so is she? Is she the main?
0: Is she the last one? I guess to have a standalone. Oh, obviously, Hawk but he's got a TV series of,
1: coming. Of the original, of the original Avengers, she is. Yeah yeah it's never really been explained or at least I'm not aware of why it's taken so long I believe it got caught in they've been talking about it for a long time mm. I, I don't think personally I think it kind of makes sense after watching it but when I was going into it it's like well we know what happens there's going to be no peril because of when it's set because it's set just after Civil War mm. but before the events of the what you call the, the end game saga so what you've got is you've got this quandary where you know nothing happens to Natasha Romanoff but why is there a film <laughs> Because you because you know nothing. Where's the suspense? Yeah.
0: I suppose it's to introduce some characters that may now... Which may now be introduced Florence into... Florence Yeah, Florence Pugh is almost like a handover. Yeah. Um, so we should say, yeah, it does start the amazing Florence Pugh. It has David Harrow, it has Rachel Vice in it, and it has Ray Winston. You might not know that that's Ray Winston
1: from that accent, James. Mate, was that Ray Winston? That was Ray Winston. Flawless. <laughs> I genuinely thought I was in a 30s, 30s like some sort of stereotype rom-com. It's like... I swear to God at one point, he just drank vodka. Yeah, <laughs> just- he, yeah he's like, oh, how, how much Russian do you want? And he,
0: he delivered the beer minimum. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you want me to act? Yeah. <laughs> just
1: I don't care, Ray. It we'll was get-
0: nice to say Ray in a film though. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get to him in a moment. Um, This, yeah, as we say, is the origin story. It, it's part origin story. It's also a chapter of the Black Widow's life that I suppose we haven't seen that introduces some of her past, some of her dark secrets. It starts to explain some things that have been hitting off because obviously in the universe you get Hawkeye and uh, well Clint and um, and Tasha ledger, talking about, yeah. Yeah, Budapest or Budapest as she keeps calling it. Um but in this, we do see her um, beginning her upbringing, um, the, I suppose the academy that turned her into the super assassin spy that she is a black widow, um, and then her taking on that corporation when she realises that they are brainwashing and that they are manipulating, and they are using these assassins to uh, for political gain. Yeah. A currying favour. I thought the film started really I I I did, I did enjoy the film I'm going to say it off the bat I enjoyed the film I enjoyed being in the cinema I enjoy spending time with a character that like Loki I didn't realise how much I enjoyed it, it takes losing that person out of the universe to think well actually I did really like Black Widow you know she was Scott
1: Johansson's character is very consistent Do you know what, to me it was like uh, putting on a pair of old shoes. Mm. Quite, that you haven't worn in a while. It was just kind of like you slipped in. There was a moment where I was thinking, am I going to like this? And it was just like, there's a reason why these shoes have lasted this long. (laughs) And I know it's a terrible analogy, but stylistically effortless, straight in from, you know, the other films in this, in the series, coming on from like Spider-Man, Endgame. We're in this weird quandary now where we're starting to set up the next series of films because now that we have a shared universe and it's really working well, that's all they're talking about, you Mm. know. And I thought it was a great, dip back in there Covid you know we've all stayed away from the cinema the big releases they tried it last year with, uh, with tenor, it didn't work this one though slip on your old shoes watch this and I'm going to talk about the stylistic uh, when they open up and there's a there's a small family in like Ohio Ohio it? I just you know, when it pops up with the words Ohio it would kind of like put me at ease because mm. I was like oh there's that font <laughs> I love I love a good font mate judge your mm. film by its font um, I say that every week I, th- I thought it was quite nice. Stylistically, very good, well put together. I thought it was quite paced quite well as well. Like, I'm t- the beginning got me quite quickly. Mm. And what was really good is Rachel Weisz, who, oh, I'm so glad she's back on the cinema. It's been ages since I've seen her. And David Harbour. Oh, I'm already feeling this film. And two great kid actors. Yeah. And I always like, off, you know, what I hate kid actors. <laughs> mm. And I thought they were really good. So I thought the first like, 10 minutes, I was really getting into this film. I thought, this is a really good start. I know where I am. I know the characters. I kind of know where we're going with this. I'm in this film.
0: Yeah. And I thought the first 30 minutes had this real born
1: feel to it. Yes. Oh, that's a good shout. So I
0: thought. Like, Sorry,
1: I got very excited. No, it's right.
0: It's you know, it's it's a it's it's part spy, it's part espionage, it's part it's like close combat yeah, in the beginning. There, there is a thing. There is a there is a trope in the spy world, and we were going to talk about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy a few weeks ago. Yes, and we did not we get were. around to it, but something lifted from that, and in this, and in so many, is when you're in a European city and you go to a rendezvous location, and it's like it's a. Uh, you know an area with a courtyard and then there's a little old lady sweeping on, on a balcony and a dove flies up in the air and yeah. it's like is it a double cross it is you know is cross. it is it a setup and this had those feels of like the born identity franchise and taken and movies that i love like those that kind of dot around european cities and are um like say gritty like the punches land and the feel real you know and and i must admit the longer the film went on it went Dangerously, Mission Impossible, and then James Bond by the end, and I think it tonally shifted to more of those films, which I was less interested. in. I wanted to see a drama and a, a, with action set pieces. I didn't. I. I don't. I. I thought this was like a, a lap of honor for Scott Johansson to really show us this character. Yeah. In in dialogue driven scenes that which then broke out into some hard hitting action, but maintained a like. A drama feel to it. Her and Florence Pugh are the best scenes in this film. Yeah, um,
1: you know the 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 sisterly relationship. The I love the familial bond between all of them. I think they do such a good job, and it's quite effortless. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a big David Harbour fan. I think he's he's a sh- he's he's nearly a show stealer. But Florence Pugh is so good. Scarlett Johansson, you can tell, is having a role. Uh, in a role that might be the last time. Rachel Vice, she's brilliant. I love her. I'm with you. i do i thought we'd I thought we disagree on this. These set pieces, the comic book set pieces. There's a scene where like the big action happens. It pulled me out of it so much because Scarlett Johansson, the Black Widow, is kind of like the wet work, the nasty one, the one that does the bad things for Shield. You know when they want to save the day to get the Hulk, but when they want someone eliminated, they you know Hawkeye, the ones, the ones that trying to assassinate, and they weren't. They were just kind of like Superman. They were just like doing everything. It was like I liked what they were going for. You know, the cold era, cold spy thing. But um and uh, yeah, it did take me out of a little bit. But then they had a moment where it was just a family together. And those bits, mate, I was living for those moments. When the four of them were together, I was loving it. I was bouncing off him. Cause it reminded me of my dad, Big Russian man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it did and it had that good comedy to it. it. Had it had that
0: family drama feel to it. And there is a fucking heartbreaking scene at a dinner table where two of the, the the two adult characters in the scenario so rachel vice's melina and david harbour's uh alexa are oblivious to the just total emotional lie. distraught that the two children and i use that word briefly you, you know in, in the sense that you know they, they were a staged family um are you know my whole life was a lie kind of scene and two of them are kind of almost like talking about how good a illusion it was and the other two it was fucking real to me because I was a kid and there is a set piece in the middle of this movie that I thought that is really good like Florence Pugh is outstanding at just having she's very much like Rooney Mara in that it's it's an actor and, and I think Amy Adams who you just want to reach in and be like it's okay you know because <laughs> it's just so emotionally driven Um, and then yeah you're right it, just, it, it kind of took me a little bit out there. and it's no spoilers if you haven't seen the movie but you know, there, there are scenes of like jumping out of planes, and yep. she's human. She's not the Hulk. She's not four. Yeah, you
1: know, she's not got Iron Man suit. She's not got like. She's not even got like serum. Like, no, yeah, she's, she's just like you. We trained you to be a ballet slash serial killer. Red, very Red Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, if
0: you're a Russian spy, you've got to do ballet and not kill right. people. <laughs> um, them's, them's the rules, mate. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it and I've said numerous times I've got kind of superhero fatigue and I don't know what I'm on about because the TV series that I've watched recently have been amazing and I, I
1: really enjoyed this film I really enjoyed it I you know what if the action maybe not for me and towards the end I was it it it, well, it was quite long the action the final action scene goes on for a long period I do think Marvel had that problem where they don't do villains very well because Ray Winston was not very good nah and I like the idea of t- uh, Taskmaster has the abilities of all the Avengers kind of like it's it's the weakest Avenger. Well, not Hawkeye, the second weakest Avenger <laughs> against all the Avengers. But that that didn't really pay off. I was I was, I was wanting more. Taskmaster was wicked. Taskmaster was as wicked, a villain. But needed so as much a, more. A, as a henchman, because that is yeah. their role. It's
0: the henchman to Ray Winston's uh, Dracov. Oh,
1: fucking is just, just straight out of. He's it. just like Russian, is that or Dimitri? And they were like, no, we've already got a Dimitri. We need something else. Rag em off.
0: It, 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 yeah I, str- I struggled with time ray winston which fortunately isn't a lot but anytime he was on it i was like oh, this is- i'm struggling
1: i will thank him though because at no point does he say it was jonesy so mm. and i i don't know why i was expecting it i do not know why
0: yeah it's bad that wasn't it but yeah florence Pugh, outstanding yelena belova who is um going to be in the hawkeye tv series and i imagine i mean it's florence Pugh. she's going to probably make the you know, a, a big screen yes. kind of a, a film at some point, you know, alongside she, what she's just done.
1: She sure should. was very good. And just in case no one's listened to it and is going to go listen to it, basically, there is obviously an after scene credit, just the one.
0: Yeah. Uh, William Who's in it as well with some anti-aging technology, obviously to put him back in that timeline.
1: I do not understand why. Because wasn't, wasn't he old when, you, you know, <laughs> it's only been five years supposedly since, you know, civil war. Why? 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 Because he looks—he looks younger than he does in the fucking Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, they, I thought you—you did, you, you didn't need you, die-hard fans. Didn't need William Hurt turning up ten minutes late in two or three scenes yeah, exactly. to go. Oh, this is after Civil War. Die-hard fans would have known that from her hairstyle. Because in the Marvel universe, like her hairstyle changes rapidly from like the kind of short bob, the red hair. It she know, starts know, off
1: blonde as well. And now, I'm yeah, like, too, she she the, the, yeah.
0: Um, no, it starts off red, uh, believe, and then it goes to the Civil War time. It's the the kind of blonde bob, and they, they use that. And so I, you could always just use her hair as like, oh, it must be that stage.
1: I'd like to think that's how they do it. Yeah. Yes, like <laughs> in the next ones. Oh no, they won't because was
0: dead. <laughs> I suppose you also it do it does it does work you know, obviously we wanted this movie sooner. I think this character deserved it sooner, but it does work as like an epilogue kind of film where it gets to show you, you know, or even a prologue, it gets to show you a little bit about that character. And then it makes her death scene against spoilers in infinity war, all that more, really? as was grounded. Yeah. And, and also the fact that her arc is complete because we get to now see, you know what she did, you know, and how she resolved her demons and her backstory. I
1: think it's also a good way is of framing the end of one phase because we we watch you we all, all these TV series now helping set up the next phase. Um, everyone's they're leading, you know, you they've released the names of the films that are coming up like, uh, multiverse of matters. So we know the multiverse is gonna be in it. We thanks to Loki. I assume not seeing the ending, but knowing the ending of the other ones as well. We know that there's storylines like going into phase two, if you will, or no phase four, phase four, that? sorry. They're going into phase four. Well, films like um Homecoming, no, Far Away from Home, Spider-Man Far mm. Away from Home, they bookend the last phase. They finish that, you know, you could argue that Iron Man stories is actually doesn't finish until Peter Parker picks up the mantle in this one it ends, it frames the last one, doesn't set up the next one. And that's nice. A nice yeah. bit of framing. Uh, and well, well, uh, Florence Pugh definitely, I thought she was phenomenal. I just sold a show. And I know you're a huge Florence Pugh fan. Yeah. She even nails a Russian accent, which let's be honest, not many people did in this film. Because Russian, I think is one of the laziest accents people ever pull off. And I thought she was quite good. Even David Harbour doesn't pull off the greatest Russian accent. <laughs> no, David, David
0: Harbour, I mean, all of them slip out of it, don't they? Yeah. And go a bit American as well. And And, but, um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know any Russian people to be like, is that accurate? I imagine it's not (laughs) overly great. Um, I suppose it's like when people do like a Cockney, Dick Van Dyke, London accent. It's like, yeah. Fucking nailed it, mate. Good movie. And I suppose this also shows that Marvel, not that they need to, but they can go back in time in their timeline and show, oh, this happened in... Yeah. you know Hawkeye's gap year. Yeah, you know here's a here's a here's a runaway story that's not addressed anywhere else in the
1: in the universe, but it happens. Yeah, and I, it frees them up, doesn't it? Mm. Speaking of this quickly, the What If trailer. Yeah, yeah. Animated series. I do you know what animation? Bloody beautiful! It looks fantastic. I know that they're they're throwing like a load of different things. That it opens up with Tony Stark not getting attacked in Iron Man One, being saved by Killmonger. It Was like didn't see that one coming. A lot of different storylines. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be so unique and different. One of those, I think it's actually a show that will make me want to get Disney+. Plus. So, uh, you know, it's going strong for Marvel. When was it not? Mm. They need that money. Mate, Disney's going down.
0: I I watched a TV series this week. What did you watch? I watched, uh, before we get on to obviously Sean Bean. I've got some movies as well this week. (laughs) I I watched uh, a seven-parter that's on Now TV. Okay, uh, called Mayor of Easttown. Oh, I've not, I've not even heard about this. Stars Kate Winslet. Oh, now I and, know why you watched it. <laughs> and
1: Evan Peters. Now I know why you continued watching it.
0: Oh no, Kate Winslet is fucking brilliant in this. No, oh, I know
1: I she's, she, she is. That's why you start mm. watching it. And then Evan Peters, who I love. Oh, Evan Peters was really good in this. Yeah,
0: um, it, yeah, it's a seven part, very much in the vein of things like True Detective. You know, it's a
1: wait. Let's end this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, watch dude,
0: seriously, I'd say watch it. It, it. It's really good. It's like um kind of complex character in a, in a a kind of sleepy Philadelphia town where this murder happened a year previously and the cops got nowhere with the investigation. And now, so another young girl has died. Cops
1: are fucking useless, aren't they? Well, it's just
0: that that there was no, nothing for him to go on. There was no evidence left at the crime scene and it was a, you know, it's still open, but there's no new evidence has emerged. And another uh, girl uh, uh, is, is murdered in this and, So it kind of reawakens an old case as with a new case. And it's one of those, like Broadchurch, if you ever watched that with David Tennant, where you, on the first episode, you see the event and then your next six episodes are showing you different versions of of the event. Yeah, and this person's alibi doesn't quite work out. And every episode points you in the direction of someone else. And then when it resolves, I find it very entertaining and was engaging
1: it, was it, I've noticed when you get certain things like this it's either a really crap like they've just pulled the answer out of their ass or it's Broadchurch where you're like they did such a good job with red herrings I never even thought but the, the villain if you want the murderer it makes that. sense yeah. oh, it's, it's cool. a
0: bit Cluedo you know so it's like oh there's the priest it could have been them with the a <laughs> candlestick and oh and there's the there's the jealous neighbour oh and there's the person that no one in the town likes who's got a van it could be that person <laughs> there's, there's the criminal it, yeah it does Yeah, <laughs> it never is He's the person who, who got out of jail for uh, assault you know and and it, oh it could be them and it does it does point you in the direction of various people but all the clues were there for you to figure it out and at the end the reveal is it is good i was like oh yeah that's really cool actually and it's not one of them th- this is going to sound really weird like it's not one of those where they're solving a a pre-planned calculated murder they inv- what makes it harder is they're planning a a heat of the moment um rage filled um murdered that is like so it's a lot harder to piece it together because there's less motive there's you know and they have to do all that digging and Evan Peters plays the kind of young but um hotshot detective from the town over who's brought in to help the case because they think it could be related to the the unsolved Uh, yeah you know and she's uh, Kate Winslet's got this backstory about losing a um losing a a son uh, who committed suicide and has this kind of family dynamics. I don't know if you know the actor, but Gene Smart, who probably the biggest role you and I would know from is in Clarissa Explains It All, played the mum in Clarissa Explains It All. Mate. And she started showing up in things recently like- What's her name? Gene Smart. She's turned up in um, Watchmen recently as one of the FBI agents who then may also have another character in it. Mate. but Gene Smart is
1: in 24. She plays the first Jean lady. Smart. And who did she get with in the end, mate? Aaron. Yes, she is. Agent does. Aaron, there you go. So the she, greatest 24 character. Won't have any fucking bad words for Aaron.
0: She in this plays the, like, somewhat comic relief as the nan in it. The mu- Well, the mum, but the nan of the family.
1: Yeah.
0: Who, you know, when there are scenes of tension and, and stuff, it'll often cut away to her in just this, you know, sweary, el- you know, ageing um, character who, you know, is hiding ice cream in a bag of, um, you know, mixed veg and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just... <laughs> It's like, oh, it's got this weird, almost laugh out loud bit to it, but it's a very dark drama. Uh, fucking brilliant. Mirror of Town*. Check it out. Mirror
1: of Town*. Mm. Now TV. Yeah. I went to the cinema. Mm. I just going to very quickly talk about this. Do you know what? You know when you're blown away in the cinema? You go to the film that you, you've got a day off. You just go to the cinema. Oh, yeah. You're with a friend. A friend wants to see a film. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Maybe get some nachos. Yeah. No picker makes that. Mm. Although I could have got away with it because I was with someone. Directed by John M. Chu. It's based on... A uh, play by Lin-Manuel Miranda. We're, oh, I know you're Mate, talking he's to so to hot, mate. We're talking about In the Heights. We meet you, Salve. He's one of many in this Puerto Rican uh, borough of New York. It's a musical, mate. It's it's not our wheelhouse. We've done an episode. You and I were just silent in it, and we had our guests just talk about it, because we were like, yep, uh, I've watched Lame is and do and <laughs> for no reason. Do you what, mate? I... I what happened was, was quite insidious. I went into a film, not expecting much. I've heard so much about Hamilton. I've not seen it, but I've heard so many great things. I know a lot of people talking about it. Mm. I know it's hot. I know it's still going on. I know you still can't get tickets for it. I know it's one of Disney Plus's biggest things. It's what they call a subscriber getter. People want to see Hamilton. People love Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's hot. Mm. So I went in there no expectations, mate. I came out of that humming tunes. Great film. I, I actually had quite good fun, and what I mean by great is—is is it going to win? Is it going to be my top ten list? No, but I've never known a film change my opinion on a drama on a, a whole genre before. It was really good coming out of there, clicking my fingers, having a feel good time. There's um, some of the songs I thought were were, were brilliant. Mm. It was so good, catchy in your face. I know my problem with musicals is when they start singing like lines that are so basic, like "I'm going to walk over here." <laughs> that pisses me off. However. Not not in here. It was it was a great performance from everyone. It was great fun. What makes me want to watch Hamilton, because apparently Hamilton's so much better. In the Heights, I think it's coming out of the cinema. If you've seen that, I'd be interested to know what you think. Well worth the well worth the time if it's on. Mm. Especially for someone who's not a fan. Don't pay for it. But if it's on, give it a go. Great fun. Great visuals. Dancing. I've never really been a big fan of dancing in films. I don't get it. However. It's beautifully... It looks co- bright. It's positive. so bright and Feel positive. Good. Heartwarming. Do you know what it is? It's proud of its heritage as well. Mm. It, it, they celebrate Puerto Rican, Cubans, the, the Hispanic community that's uh, prevalent in these things. It talks about urbanisation, the dying... He talks about the dying of a culture mm. in these boroughs as well. You know, like the nail salon, the, the unofficial headquarters has to move because of rent. There's uh, a businessman who's coming and buying up those, uh, buying up all of Jimmy Smith's uh, businesses because he's trying to put his daughter through university. She's the first one from the borough to get to university. So he's like sacrificing the businesses to pay for her. Mm. She doesn't want to be in there, mate, because she was the victim of uh, like racial prof- racial profiling. Mate, it's got everything, it's got layers. Yes. It's got, it was very good. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Would highly recommend mm. Also went to the cinema and watched Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Oh, yeah? Would you yeah, that? Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yep, What happens, isn't it? This Have you seen the first one? Yeah, yeah. The exact same thing, <laughs> except for somehow they've got Morgan Freeman in it.
0: And Antonio Banderas. I just
1: you know what, forgettable. It, he gets the opportunity, mate, to proper bad guy up, villain it up, and he doesn't, he shies he away. There's does more... this one start in Coventry like the first one? No, it doesn't, I'm afraid. Um, it does start in... No, do you know what? There, there's nothing... If you played I the. I liked the first one. I thought the first one was good. It's not a franchise. It was a good one off the film. This second one's awful. Mm-hmm. It's just really bad. Samuel L. Jackson. There's no bad performances. It's just the story is dog shit.
0: Yeah, I, I did like the first one. I did enjoy it. But and you didn't I did like going, Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, and some of the action set pieces were funny. And Salma Hayek was good. In she's
1: it. so she has an increased role in this and is very good. However. They then take her away for part of the storyline away from Samuel Jackson, and they had a great chemistry between the three of them. and They insert characters that don't, mm. and it just it was it, what's the first one? Just, were, just that first one, when it loads, when
0: it starts up, and it's like Coventry, it's like, why start a movie, in Coventry? Like,
1: why not? It's why, weird. Why do you Coventry so much?
0: I don't, I don't know, it just it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Mate, you know, they, you know, Rob Lowe came and filmed in Boston, right? I was talking about this day because I was in Boston and I was like, Rob Lowe was here, wasn't he? And they were like, Yeah, even, but then they shot a lot of it in Lincoln. Why well, come all the way to the UK to shoot in Boston for a drama set in Boston? Because they would go to the city nearby.
1: Because they were doing the World War II documentary and it's, yeah. it was the most place
0: that looked like a bomb city, which links us back to Coventry.
1: <laughs>
0: Everything goes around. we full circle, mate. Um, should we go on to the main event of Sean
1: Bean? Just before we do. All rise. Oh, All rise.
0: Sean Bead is a national treasure, James. An Emmy and BAFTA winning uh, actor born on April 17th, 1959. I believe there's still, uh, you know, celebration in parts of the world of uh, April 17th.
1: April 17th forever shall be known as... Day Bean. Bean. I was going to (laughs) say
0: Day Bean. Day Bean. (laughs) Um, The English... (laughs) The English actor was born in Hansworth, Sheffield, and has 118 acting credits to his name, according to IMDB. Most notable appearing in Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, National Treasure, Golden Eye Sharp, and of course, O2 adverts. If you're from the UK, you, you know. It's a mobile phone advert.
1: Mate, and they sold tea? He, he did do Yorkshire tea. He did do Yorkshire God, tea. God he's proud
0: of his Yorkshire heritage. Um but why stop there? Ronan, Percy Jackson and Lightning Thief, The Island, Troy, Equilibrium, Patriot Games, when Saturday comes, and of course an episode of The Bill. Just the one. Which again, if you're from the UK, it's a police drama. Mate.
1: <laughs> the fucking Bill Walpole. He's also in Vicky Did really want to. He wasn't was Vicky. In one of my favourite scenes where she's supposed to be marrying some that she doesn't really want to marry. It's like Joel, I can't do the accent. Joel Dean, don't marry him. You love me. It's like, yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah, you do.
0: (laughs) So, okay. He was in Jupiter Ascending and Pixels, but you know, we've all got a death note. (laughs) Talking of which, the man dies on average 21% of the time. You know what? Those averages aren't good. It's, but it is not as high as what people make out to believe. It's not. There's this big thing that Sean Bean dies in every movie that he's in. There are websites dedicated to it. There are YouTube real clips dedicated to his death scenes. But in actual fact, he doesn't die as many times as people are led
1: to believe. It's a false it's false, isn't it? It's-
0: yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he probably dies higher than the average of most people. Like I say, 21% of his acting credits he has died in. And I think that stems from a run of um films in the nineties where he played villains. Um, you know, most notably things like Patriot Games. Don't say a word which I know was in 2000, and then um, Goldeneye, of course. Yeah. so I think there was a time when he went, he it's when it's when like the British villain had to not be from London anymore,
1: yeah. I
0: get that,
1: yeah. So They had to come from Sheffield, instead. apparently.
0: <laughs> but he, he did a run of that, and so of course, he started to die in many of But he's not actually James, the um, the, the most number one uh, actor, well, the, the highest number of death scenes of any actor. Oh, Do you know who it
1: is I don't, I would um, have always thought. Are they still? Are they still active now?
0: With the person who's died, yeah, the, yeah. So it depends. So there are different depending on where you get your sources from. Some would say I'll, I'll go through the list and and when we reveal the top one, you can decide. But um, so uh, he had John uh, Bean's died twenty five times on screen.
1: That's
0: 25.
1: 25. five. That yeah. is quite
0: a lot, really. That is quite a lot. Um, but John Hurt's died thirty nine. Oh, weren't they?
1: Mm. Oh, John Hurt.
0: Boris Karloff has died 41. Oh. I suppose Boris Karloff played a lot of monsters. He did. So, you know, monsters normally died at the end of their movies in those old black and whites and hammer horrors. Dennis Hopper's died 41 times.
1: Seriously? Yeah. I, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Uh, I like a lot of villains. Lance Henriksen's died
0: 51 times. But then again, a lot of TV shows. A lot of shit films as yeah. <laughs> well. Um, Christopher Lee is the one that they normally say is the yeah. top spot. But then again, the guy did like 200 appearances and again has a wealth of um, horror films where he tended to play the villain. But yeah, 60 deaths, uh, Christopher Lee. And he's, on most lists, he's, he's considered the top. But there is one person higher than all of those.
1: So if Christopher Lee's done.
0: Did you want, We could only think of Christopher Lee that was more than him. Danny Trio is 65. God, oh, that's fucking, that's a pull, isn't it? But the... I think where some people discredit Danny Trejo is because he's often, or in some of his earlier career, was often just a gang member who gets yeah. shot in a scene and, and wasn't, I suppose, leading man or, or or top build person, which Christopher Lee would have been. Um, so Danny Trio technically on film, I think is the highest.
1: Oh, fuck it. Show me can fuck right off then.
0: <laughs> yeah, so show me it's not. But um, do you
1: know what his favourite death scene is? Game of Thrones. Nope. Patriot Games. No, it's Boromir. I guess it was He's a fan of the books, wasn't it? He? Heroes death, he says. Yeah, yeah. He's a hero's death, and I always Blow thought he's on like a pillock. <laughs> I was
0: pointing the second one no, because so his brother Faram is a twin in the books, I believe. So I thought I thought they were just going to bring him back, yeah. and then they didn't. There was another actor in, and I was like, oh, fucking Sean Bean. He's like he was the guy I knew from Lord of the Rings. He, my
1: my favorite thing was in the extended version when they come back in the second one. And he's just like, oh, somebody, what happened? Oh, yeah, he died. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, what waste of time. <laughs> well, he's been shot, stabbed, and hung, but also, I'm going
0: to name some films. I want you to tell me how he died in these films. Okay. Right, a little bit of a quiz. The Field.
1: Death by Crow.
0: Death by Cow.
1: Oh, shit. I'm sure there's a crow
0: death in there somewhere. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Herded off a cliff by a Cow. <laughs> It's happened, James. Right? When you're in the Yorkshire Moors,
1: anything can happen. Do you know what? I want to do a movie about, about the aftermath of other movies. And he's just like being the medical examiner. He's just like, what happened here? Fucking, it's just like, he's late for me. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. You heard it.
0: I mean, someone, someone online, someone listening now is probably going, well, he probably died from the fall. No, he died from the cow. Right? Patriot Games. Harpoon to the head. Impaled on an anchor. Shit. So, oh, that's that's fucking
1: gruesome. I watched that the other week.
0: Yeah. So, um, still has a scar, or has a scar from this uh, scene. Harrison yeah. Ford actually lamped him with the with with the hook. So he has a seven inch scar apparently above Jesus. his eye, which they actually then incorporated in TV shows like The Sharp. It made him look like a veteran. Yeah. Um, but that is actually this is so this again comes back to the the I suppose the legacy of Sean Bean dying is that. Uh, the, he he had to film three death scenes for this so the, he he actually was drowned House 4 drowned him and he came come back to the UK and they were like it, the, the ending didn't work you've got to come back and so he went back he flew back out to America and in the second one they smashed his head in so he just beat his head to a pulp kind of thing and then he was getting ready to leave America and they're like it still didn't work so on the third one they they impaled him on an anchor and like yeah that'll do it <laughs> So yeah, three free deaths.
1: Harrison Ford was genuinely trying to kill something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. That'd make a great documentary, wouldn't it? Um, Goldeneye.
1: Falls to his death, doesn't he? Oh no, he falls, but survives. He technically gets cr- 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 crushed by an antenna. Antenna, yeah. Because <laughs> that doesn't make sense. He falls so far. <laughs> I, I love that golden
0: age of, of Bond where it's like, for England, James? <laughs> no. For me. <laughs> I, just, I just love it. I love it how like the callback of so. someone at the back of the cinema might have gone ha! He said that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's real. James Bond writing is fucking brilliant. Um, the Island. Oh. 2005. Um, I'd like The Island as well. I don't know. Crushed by a bookcase. No, he uh, shot through the neck with a grappling hook and then hung. Fucking hell. <laughs> Wasn't that like a Twelve. It's not, it's
1: not that hard. No, but is the it?
0: the island. I mean, Scott Johansson, full circle. Ewan yeah. McGregor. It's, it's the it's the it's the Michael Bay paradox. In that there are there are a good few Michael Bay films that I do actually like, and it and it kills me to
1: say it. Sean um, Bean was a different villain in this one as well, wasn't he? He was kind of like the he was the d- director of horribleness, not the actual physical mm. threat. Yeah,
0: he was the the I suppose the scientist, the architect yeah. of harvesting clones. Yeah, I was like that. I did like that movie when. Um, when you McGregor, the clone version that you
1: follow, meets you McGregor, the rich person in it, and you McGregor's a prick, and he's just yeah and yeah. I like it. There's a scene where they harvest Michael Duncan Clark's organs, and I, I hated that mm. uh, when he's like screaming and it's just oh. Even as when I was younger, I was like, oh, oh shit, mm. oh, shit, the bad. Um, black Death, Death by Crow, Nah, pulled apart by horses. Ah. So he's pulled into quarters. The only, the only three I know is I'm sure he he dies micro in one of them, and he does get hung, right, hung, hung, drawn and quartered. Well, I've got. Um, don't say a word. We talked about this one the other day. He gets he gets crushed under the weight of Michael Douglas's ego. <laughs> yeah, buried alive.
0: <laughs> um,
1: uh, far north. Death by crow.
0: Frozen to death. Jeez. Maybe but, he didn't die by crow. Maybe it was just a man. Maybe I read Death by Cow. I, I suppose. The, <laughs> I suppose the other thing, though, as well is and John being Maybe something that isn't uh, noted or, or discussed is he has a lot of voice acting credits to his name as well, which would obviously change that ratio. That that twenty one percent death rate. Mm-hmm. You know, he's narrated Civilization. He's done Hitman. He's done um, some of the Lord of the Rings extended or, or expanded stories. I guess. Um, Elder Scrolls. He's done a lot of narration as well yeah, that he would has. add to his, um, to his acting.
1: That was such a good... Mate, you start that, talking to Sir Patrick... You He's the first Oblivion. You're, you're talking to Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. and then you end it back to, to Michael... Sir Patrick Sean Stewart. Sean Bean. He
0: didn't play an emoji poo for nothing. All right. Sir Patrick Stewart, please. Sorry, just let me up my notes. Um, so
1: he played a poo. <laughs> Sean
0: Bean obviously plays hero, plays villain, but I think his trademarks are the rough edge. He's the working man, the working class man.
1: He's a working class hero or villain.
0: Yeah. He's the guy that you can imagine, um, you know, drinking down your local pub or social club, watching Sunday league football, grassroots football. Um, he's that guy. He's the guy picking up the kids from, you know, the school playgrounds. He doesn't
1: really ever come across as someone that's kind of an ego or a villain. No, I just, he also is the one that makes you think that you could be that character. Mm. He's the best. He's the most, he's one of the actors that's the most accessible. I will never be good looking. And I'll never be super fit. I'll never be Jason Momoa. But I might be Sean Bean. That said, Sean Bean was also better looking at me and in much better shape than me. So the the last few sentences have been redundant. He's quite dashing. He's very dashing.
0: Yeah, I like I like the the roughness to him.
1: I, uh, he looks like he looks like he could whittle something out of wood <laughs> do you know what he looks like he could ride up to you on a naked horseback I mean, mm. remember that is no saddle not oh, in naked bareback bareback yeah mm. he could he could bareback a horse
0: I think he's also trained in swordsmanship as well is that even a thing yeah fencing. I do have some bean facts if you want some bean facts mate I love beans uh, beans good on toast no um, beans <laughs> considered for the role I of John it
1: was a very safe joke I enjoyed it family <laughs> friendly you know it's one for the nan <laughs>
0: Uh, considered for the role of John Smith in 1995's Pocahontas? No. To
1: Mel it, was, it was perfected by Mel Gibson of course as, as, the, as, as the raging white man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just around the riverbend. Um, played Alec Trevon in Gordon now that we talked about, but he did audition for James Bond in
1: 1987. Do you know what? If this is one of these classic things. Do you think he's too working class to play Britain's greatest hero? Yeah. I think he is, and I think that's a damn shame. I think, I think if you look at them the, the casting is Pierce Brosnan and Suave um, Sean Bean the, the working class person and he's just like the great the great mates like which one of these would turn out to be the villain if they didn't have the names if you didn't know which one was James Bond and it was the mm. first it was like which one was James Bond Well, quite clearly Pierce Brosnan and he's the fucking villain although I do hope on the set of
0: GoldenEye they were like you know embraced on that final day of filming and, and it was like we will work together again one day and flash forward to Pierce Jackson and Lightning Thief where Sean Bean is playing Zeus <laughs> And, uh, and Pierce Brosnan is playing the centaur. <laughs>
1: it's a sentence you never thought you'd know. No, no, it's
0: weird. <laughs> that one, wasn't it. <laughs> Films have changed. Yeah. Films have changed. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan as a centaur is glorious because the the chest carpet because yeah. that's what I'm calling it, James. It's not here. It's a carpet. It's a rug on that man's chest. Blends
1: so well into the horse legs. <laughs> It's a good mix. I've got a question though: Does he play a better centaur or a better man's head on dog in Mars Attack? Well, you yeah, know which hybrid is he best? There are there some roles that you know <laughs> Pierce Brosnan was just born to play, wasn't there? <laughs> One of... <laughs> <laughs> fucking well played, mate. Well played. Mm. Oh, okay, I got nothing. Well played. Mate. Just, just oh. the, the
0: whole, the whole physics of that wouldn't work, would they? Because surely Pierce Brosnan's head is way too heavy. <laughs> To be supported by a body. Yeah,
1: you were right. Boffins, if, if you do science, <laughs> you get in touch on that. Let us know.
0: You know, all the people out there that are trying to work out like who the zodiac killer is or, or how you get the gold off the <laughs> lorry at the end of the Italian job. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. I'll figure this out.
1: Yeah. Space. Mm. There you go. There's aliens. Oh, they were in space, weren't they? Yeah. Lack of gravity must have helped that. Mate, is everyone's favorite get out clause? It's bullshit science. Mm, mm.
0: Um, as I've already said, was actually uh, mauled by Harrison Ford in, um, in Patreon Games. Games. Real name is actually Sean
1: Mark. Yeah, he did change it. I read that because he did this interview that I watched this week about why he changed his name. And I just think that's really cool. Why did he change it? it, it Genuinely, he starts off, it, he says it's because it just makes him, it just was a better fit when he was auditioning. And mm. I just think that's really cool because it made him sound, when they heard the name, when he showed up, it was different. They weren't expecting that. was expecting someone else. Mm. Like Sean Mark. It as opposed to Sean Bean. But I, mean, I don't really see the difference. I think mean,
0: Sean Mark it makes him sound like quite a posh Londoner. Yeah, I think that Sean t- Bean does, makes yeah. him sound more like, like I say, the kind of, the typecast that he is. But the good type, this is a good typecast.
1: He does um, He does lots of interviews um, for newspapers and stuff. Like where he Googles his own, ne- he's oh, yeah, the, the one that he has very
0: good. Wired interview or the Google Autocryx yeah. interview, yeah. It's
1: a very pleasant man to listen to.
0: He's very soft as well. I didn't, I thought he'd be a lot more burly. Uh, maybe it's because he's in his 60s now.
1: Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Um, what I like about him is as well is that he's as a he's quite approachable as a human. Like he doesn't. There's no like awe of stardom. Like if I could buy him a pint, mm. you know that sort of thing. He's quite. He looks like he'd be quite accessible. I know he lives in Hollywood, and he's not. He's fucking Sean Bean. Mate. Can <laughs> From, you remember his Make a Wish advert they did? No. So he
0: he did this advert and um, he's, he sat. He's exhausted. Like he's just done a scene and he sits down on like a, a chair, like a you know like. Um, on, on set and this little girl, she's like, yeah, no, do it again. But we need more explosives and, and, and a dinosaur. And he's like a dinosaur. <laughs> and then it cuts back to this like big action sequence of like, there's a bomb going off and there's a T-Rex <laughs> and he's just fucking sprinting. Oh,
1: actually, I do vaguely remember this. Yeah. It was
0: really good. Actually. Really heartwarming. woman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love Sean Bean. Um, yeah, Sean, Sean Mack was just running. Oh, yeah, also, the, the, you know, English, I imagine isn't an easy language to learn. And I always imagine Sean Bean is a particularly difficult name to get your head around. Is that one letter difference, but yeah. you say it completely different? Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah. Not Sheen Bean. Sheen Bean. Sheen Bean. Mm.
1: Bless him. Um, although f- that's his biggest difficulty. I've got over it. <laughs> has a fear of flying. Yeah. It's, it's lost out on some roles, hasn't it? Because he would. He uh, what was it? He was the last minute casting choice. For, I can't remember. I wrote it down. It was the last minute furniture, but couldn't get it because they needed to start filming the next day and he would only get a ferry. So the, um,
0: the big one is doing Lord of the Rings, isn't it? And they're saying that w- there was a lot of the mountain scenes and he wouldn't use the helicopter to go up to the top, so he but walked every day. But
1: that's fucking Sean Bean. Like, that's cool as fuck. That's Sean, fuck. Bean. That's Sean in, Bean. In
0: Boromir outfit. Yeah. But then also, you've got to just, think- Just imagine if, if you were like a family and you just like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? What is happening? Yeah, Why Sean Bean dressed like that? Elijah Wood <laughs> just sat in a helicopter playing with his ring and he just looks down and there he is, Sean Bean. Doesn't need the sword, but he's taking it off anyway. Yeah, exactly. He's taking it all, mate. But that's dedication as well well you know because then the makeup team are like he's already sweaty he's already grebby his hair's already like yeah yeah. oh yeah
1: Sean Bean method genuinely genuinely I reckon he could have taken Viggo Mortensen in an actual fight yeah easy I thought so Viggo Mortensen broke his foot kicking a helmet (laughs) you know that's the actual scene yeah his call out isn't that like he's like no because I remember when everyone found out I was like and that's the scream because I wasn't supposed to do that I was like yeah he probably shouldn't have done because he looked like a twat mm. yeah you would have,
0: yeah I, I mean I, I've kicked like the sofa and stuff receives Mr. Bean fan mail uh, no that's not right is it Yeah, one, yeah. one of them's Rowan Atkinson, who <laughs> could not look anyone no I think, I think it's the Bean thing uh,
1: yeah I know but still
0: Um, no, it still has and James you may l- need to explain this one for because our second biggest audience base is American. Yep.
1: He has a 100% Blades tattoo on his shoulder. So uh, Blades is the nickname for a football team called Sheffield United. Are they a good team? They are. How big were we in Sheffield? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, they're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so he's a big football fan, mate. And then uh, he starred. starred, And do you know what? That was one of the favourite things about when he made... Possibly the greatest British movie of all time when Saturday comes because he got to he got to play for them on the big screen.
0: I forgot about the whole trouble with alcohol bit in that film which is quite an integral part of that you movie you
1: watched it yeah yeah mate that's so much right good there's so much britishness in that because mm. you've got i forgot pete Postlewaite was in it i was like fuck <laughs> me who, who and that was a good call this week <laughs> on social media when you
0: put out yeah, ishawn being like the quintessential british actor
1: it was han solo said, said uh pete Postlewaite. Pete Postlewaite is a great call actually it was a great call because then it just made me it made it tickled me mate you've got so he He's a child. He doesn't excel at school. He wants to play football. Headmaster says you can't play football. His brother's like you can't play football. So what do they do? They go have a pint. <laughs> his dad's there. Dad beats them up. Fast forward a few years later. He's not playing football, mate. He's working at a brewery. He's hours playing for a non. He's playing for just like a pub side. His his kid brother down the pit. Down pit. Down pit. Collecting uh, collecting famous famous. Uh, oh, I really liked them as well. Uh, match day uh, journals. Mm. What do you call them? You know what I mean. Yeah. Ticket, you know the programs. Program. I know it. words. I haven't
0: been to a sporting game in ages, <laughs> James.
1: Um, so what happens is he gets he gets headhunted by Pete Boswell. He gets to a non-league team, mate. And then there's a tryout. There's a possible tryout for Sheffield United. Now this is where the story kind of breaks down because he's also mean. He's dating this girl. His dad's a dickhead. Every every Britishness, all of the Britishness, mate. And here's what happens: is the day before the big trial, he's out with the missus, and his lads are like. His friends are like, have a drink with us. And he says, oh, no, no. But doesn't tell him the reason why in case he's embarrassed. So he gets pissed, shows up hungover, doesn't get the trial. Kid brother dies, don't mind. Turns out his dad's been stealing the programmes and selling them because he's behind on the rent. Mate, there's no more Britishness. The only way it could be more British if there was a fucking strike. <laughs> <laughs> playing the pools. <laughs> playing the pools. And then it doesn't matter, mate, because, you know, he gets called up. Of course he does. Mate, Sean B. Why wouldn't you? That's who they're playing in the like semi-final. I can't remember if it's quarter-final or semi-final. They're only playing Manchester United, the bad guys, of because the Manchester United, they're the, the elitest, Red Devils, mate. mate. The Red Devils playing in blue, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what comes on? Mm. Gets a yellow card straight away. What is he, Vinnie Jones? Mate, ooh, nice. Oh. He, you know he's sad. He's not got it. He's not feeling it. Looks up into the stands, and who does he see? When Saturday comes. <laughs> sees his brother <laughs> just, just having a pie just looking at him going alright good <laughs> Pat Bovro <laughs> mate you've got to have a Bovro at football game and then he uses that power of, of ghost brother to, 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 to win the game scoring a penalty he makes a hero this, it's the most British film ever let's not talk about penalties James it's, it's a sad a mm. mate you've Sean Bean played in that game <laughs> substitution at the end, Sean Bean, Harry Kane. <laughs> the, the, uh, when Sunday comes, it, it there is a sequel. itself. There is a sequel coming out. Is it, Mate. Fuck off, I've, is there? When Saturday comes, the sequel. <laughs> it, what it's going to be is, I'm sure I've met, I'm sure someone told us when we talked, when last time we started raving about how great when Saturday yeah. comes someone told us there was a sequel coming out. I'm sure they did. Um, it's got to be England versus Germany in the final. And mm-hmm. it's got to be, he's come out of retirement because because COVID's wiped out the England team. So they've got to go. But like, you're having him as player. I was having him as manager. Oh, he's quite clear. He's quite, physio. he's quite clearly got to be a manager. He's definitely got to be the manager, but there's only one way he has to take the final penalty. And there's a bomb in the ball. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's going to go off on nine minutes. <laughs> it's the last kick of the game. Oh, he'll die or the world. will mate, it's the greatest thing he's, I know you want to be him the manager but he's got to captain england to be germany it, it's the natural progression of sean bean's life <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way it can exist i mean you look at his early
0: career in, in terms of uk heritage i mean you know inspector morse we talked about the bill earlier um lady Chatterley, chatterly
1: there black was, beauty there was like 60 percent of audience going eh.
0: <laughs> i know that's why i want to get on to some big big his
1: ronan's amazingly early in terms of I'd never realised how well it was until we were looking at it this week. Yeah, playing Spence. I know he doesn't have the biggest role, but he does have a, a formidable role. It's, 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 you need it in the storyline. Mm. The betrayal, the the liar, the mm. unconvinced. With some big names. I mean, there ain't Problem no... Zero, man. Mate, that's, that's probably like the biggest star at the time as well in the history of the world. And Sean Bean's just playing up as he has. It. And it's got, it's got a star's guard in it. It's got big mm. names. Never really, never really, as a kid, never really under, appreciated Ronan.
0: It's one of them that I've always meant to go back and rewatch because I've, I think I've seen it once when I was much, much younger and I, I was kind of going through that De niro Pacino stage yeah. where I was all in between the two. So I saw it and, and Bean, Sean Bean was obviously a pull because I'm like, I know that guy because Sharp,
1: Sharp yeah.
0: you know, it was, it was huge in our house growing up. Um, is Sharp his biggest role still, do you think? Yes.
1: I think Sharp is. I think Sharp. Do you have
0: a favourite Sharp? Um... Again, if you're a marashier or, or whatever, Sharp's equals Sharp's yeah. the best.
1: So they're all Sharps rifle, Sharps eagle, Sharps. just the, the Napoleonic Wars, isn't it? And it's just about a guy. Every episode is literally the same. Mm. There's an upperclassman who doesn't respect Richard Sharp because he didn't he earned his stripes the hard way. Mm. So they don't listen to him and he saves the day. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He, Guess who's in he, it? And he wins Catherine zeta Jones. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Dick Ma- Sharp. Mark Strong's in it. <laughs>
0: Fuck
1: off. <laughs> Mark Strong's in the right. Fucking easy in the episode. <laughs> Fucking Mark Strong for the win. <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings, though, was massive, right? Think, if you think, like, money-wise, probably his biggest role. Mm. Um, but this is where I believe the memes start to come from, because fans of the book know that Boromir dies. Sean Bean was cast as Boromir. It's like, oh, oh, mm. again, oh, oh. Great role. I thought mm. he held his own. So this is a question that's, that's naturally come up now. Is Sean Bean, Sean Bean's career is A-list, but he he's not A-list, Although I guess could you say he's the A-list? I think he's a phenomenal actor. Depends what you define by A-list. Yeah, I guess that's that's. If you define A-list by salary, no. Yeah, but he does. He does like exist in a quantum like realm where he is seen as a very good actor. Like, like, like very good actor. Like, if you want a villain or you want a British person, he's got to be high on the list. Especially an older one, because obviously mm. now it's all uh, now it's all about Geralt. Everyone loves him. Good old Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's everywhere, mate. Um, so it, it's a weird one. But when he's up against those names, I think I thought he would have done a very good one. I would have cast him as uh, the and I, I love Sean Bean. I think he's brilliant. I wanted more Sean Bean. I wanted more oh, Sean Or she would have Bean. had him as Aragon. I would have possibly gone out the Aragon route. Mm. Yeah. That's what I would have done.
0: Yeah, he had a good role in Lord of the Rings as well. You know, as the kind of the. The realist one, yeah, the one you know. We're probably going to die on this quest, you know. He yeah. wasn't, he
1: wasn't all singing and dancing,
0: and he was like, "Look, these guys are going to slow us down."
1: He also, he's the only one that I actually really respected because he's the only one that's affected by the ring. Everyone else is pretty all right with it. It's like
0: he lays the the paving for what is the big thing by the end, isn't yeah. it? Of like the, too much time with the ring, the the temptation, yeah, you know, the apple, if you will.
1: And that's why I like his role in the extended version because he showed that it wasn't a power grab. It was about trying to save Ministereth.
0: So there's a there's a story that, um, again, with his fear of flying, he, when he got back to the UK, Peter Jackson flew him back out to New Zealand to shoot a flashback scene and then didn't use it.
1: Yeah, he did mention that in the commentary. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's where it comes <laughs> back, yeah, in the commentary,
1: yeah. Um,
0: next on, you know, after Lord of the Rings, Equilibrium is another film that for the longest time I've wanted to rewatch because when I watched that in the early 2000s, I was like, dude, these people have got guns and swords they do this
1: is awesome <laughs> I'm with you I loved it I don't want to rewatch it because I it's don't probably think it's will not as I
0: remember and Bean goes out early he goes out early doors
1: he does go out early but he goes out full of full of feelings mate Christian Bell shoots him
0: is no he shoots himself doesn't he
1: oh does he oh, yeah because he's it, got emotion hasn't he because he's... he's got emotions because he's reading a book in a church mate you're not allowed emotions
0: not allowed emotion Trey Diggs got no emotion in this film mate
1: it, it, in none of his performances, <laughs> so, <laughs> mate, they, he didn't even realize he was supposed to be playing an emotionless man. I'm sorry, Teddy. You, you know I love you. It's
0: got um, one of the uh, brothers from Prison Break in it.
1: Which one? Not Wentworth Miller. Not Wentworth. His name's Dominic Purcell, by the way. Dominic Purcell, Emily Watson. I love and, Emily Watson. Uh, Sean
0: Pertwee, who I love, Sean Pertwee, because because of two reasons. James Dog Soldiers is an amazing British horror comedy. Yeah it is a truly amazing movie and he has some of the best lines in it yeah and he was probably the best thing from that Gotham TV series as like the Cockney ex-military butler Alfred
1: yeah I've heard he's made a very good he's more
0: like a bodyguard than a butler
1: I've um my favourite poetry performance though is in uh, Event Horizon when it's just his job to swear at uh, Sam Neill (laughs) yeah fuck you fuck your shit fuck you I'm fucking off (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, obviously,
0: son of the famous Doctor Who, isn't he? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Equilibrium like was an arty film. Like any, it, it, I I don't I don't know the timeline. I'm normally good with years, but I don't know like if Aeon Flux came out. It came out after. Later. It was yeah. the same director. I'm sure it was, there was after the Miller Jovovich one. That was again very similar. Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. I'm ultraviolet I think that, like that might have
1: been the same director as well.
0: It's that kind of.
1: They called it Gun Tate. It was martial arts with guns. So yeah. the idea was that you do martial arts, but with guns, you maximise killing. I don't know. But it's like,
0: like you said, there's scenes where it's very John Wick-esque, isn't it? Like loads yeah. of villains uh, versus like an unstoppable hero. I, it does all that fun thing where like the Matrix like, initiated, like yeah. dropping the clip of a gun and then landing and like reloading the gun in slow
1: motion. And it had all that kind of trickery to it. I remember why I don't like it because Sean Pertwee is supposed to be the leader and it turns out that it's a fake at the end. So you you're expecting Sean Poetry to show up and be like the main boss and it's not. And I remember being pissed. I was like, I want Sean Poetry, not this Pillock. Mm. Yeah, I remember why I didn't like that film.
0: Trey Diggs was in it. Was it's he? Always, it's always worth mentioning that. I though.
1: think he needs to remember himself. So, <laughs> was I in that?
0: Um Troy. I forgot he was in Troy. I forgot he was in Troy. I'll but be then
1: honest. but then as soon as I heard it, I remember he plays the best mate. He plays the mental best mate. Yeah, I'm sure he plays uh he plays bad pits like hype man. Oh, was he Char- you- was Commander of the Guards or something? I, I, don't, I don't remember. I know he's in it.
0: Yeah, but he plays Odyssey. Okay, there you go. So I I don't know the last time I saw Troy. And it's one of them films, again, where I keep seeing scenes of like Eric Banner in Troy or Brad Pitt in Troy.
1: Orlando Bloom in Troy. And Orlando
0: Bloom in Troy. And I'm like, fucking hell, there was a lot of people in this film, wasn't
1: there? There was like, a lot. was playing it. And again,
0: very it. post-like Gladiator, where it was like,
1: do yeah. you
0: remember when that Alexander movie came out?
1: Yes, where... It, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell and his mom was played by Angelina Jolene. Yeah. Bit, bit of incest. <laughs> I was thinking in that as well, Alana um, Bloom in that one as well? I don't remember. I do remember thinking that Oliver Stone had lost his fucking mind <laughs> when I was watching that film. It was
0: like a huge resurgence like, it, it like, of these style movies, wasn't
1: yeah. it? Uh, because Alana uh, Bloom was another one called Kingdom from Heaven, which was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's where the they, one I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. That's the one. That was with um, the the first Hulk. Not... not Eric Banner again? No, the one after him. But bef- Frug, no? Le- Edward Norton. Edward Norton plays the disfigured uh, king, you know, because he wears no, a mask. Right. For out because that was a rumor that was going around was who plays the king. Mm. And everyone was talking about it because apparently he wasn't in the credits, but I remember watching the DVD once, and I'm sure it said, Edward Norton <laughs> <laughs> as the king. So I was like, oh, okay, who's Edward Norton then? <laughs> I think we, we we go around the asses
0: till we get to, obviously, maybe my favourite role of his. Hit me. National treasure.
1: Mate do you, mate but against a very energetic nicholas cage
0: yeah and you know he 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 uh, abandons his yorkshire roots and goes mm. proper dick van dyke he's like i'll play english
1: villain he i that's the only bit i don't like about it but, but it's like they can not believe that a sheffield a man from sheffield would be rich enough to want to steal the declaration of independence i know that's not what he's doing he's trying to find gates gold but you know bullshit it's just a fun romp it is a fun romp i he's a good disney villain there's always a scene that I'm always really upset that's missing from National Treasure. It's the scene where Sean Bean goes to Nicolas Cage and goes, I would like to fund this, please. And just the conversation brilliant. It was like, I've got this theory, Sean Bean, <laughs> of all of this stuff. And then Sean Bean goes, yes, I am in. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it starts off and they're already in like mid-caper. And then it's, it's afterwards when they start to disagree about what they should, how they should steal the next clue. That's not the storyline, mate. The storyline is how the fuck did Nicolas Cage convince him to do that or Sean Bean convinced Nicolas Cage to do that? There's a fucking film in there, mate. Prequel.
0: Might happen. They keep on they keep going about revisiting these characters. They should. The um I I, I mean, I love National Treasure again, as, as quotable to me as things like Lord of the Rings in terms of memes and gifts and all that kind of stuff. Um <laughs>
1: and accents.
0: And accents, <laughs> yeah. Harvey tells in that movie.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, it plays
0: the Masons, isn't it? The Freemasons. Tay
1: Diggs is in it as well. Fuck oh, off. How strong it is
0: though. <laughs> you. <laughs> I love National Treasure.
1: In National Treasure. John is, Voigt's uh, in it. John Voight is in it. Mm. John Voight, who, who has like a panic attack when he realises the Declaration of Independence. That,
0: yeah, and and you know, it reminds me that there was a time when I liked John Voight. A long time ago. Well, for that hour and 90 minutes or whatever. It was, <laughs> yeah, two hours. <laughs> you know. Um, Sean,
1: Sean, Sean Bean just spends that entire film going to locations and being just a little bit too late that, or, is, that is Disney villain though isn't it or the last one just at the right time
0: <laughs> It's yeah it's, it's that that um, like say when they're going to steal the Declaration of Independence and they're also going to steal the, what are the odds on the same yeah. day uh, 10 minutes away from each other um, but, it's the equivalent of copying the homework what's he doing <laughs> there's, there's a story that uh, on, on a day of shooting they went back to Nicolas Cage's house afterwards for drinks and Nicolas Cage got drunk and knocked over an ancient beer skull that he has as a decoration and <laughs> smashed it. And then the next day, Sean Bean woke up and Nicolas Cage was in the woods burying it. <laughs> and I like to think Nick Cage was kind of like topless.
1: Yeah. And I like to think that Sean Bean ran from that house and has never been back. <laughs> um,
0: we're going around the asses with some of these. I'm going to come back to Goldeneye. Um, but just go We talked about The Island as one of those movies that I, I do actually quite like. I, I like um, I think it's, it's a good storyline and it's different for Michael Bay. It's a storyline that, that has been done more times than I think people give credit for. The idea yeah. of clones being where they're like, oh, we have this utopian life. Everything's great. Very like Logan's run. like we've got everything That's what we I was going to say. And then all of a sudden, hold on. No, my, you know, uh, my funder, my real person needs my kidney.
1: And then it's turns horror. I do you know what I we were talking about? It, I think the best, the most daring thing about it is when you meet the other hero. You meet the the actual real Ewan McGregor, and he's a dickhead. Mm. And that was really good. I quite liked that. I never expected that because you've obviously because <laughs> this
0: is the Ewan McGregor conversation as well. Is that I love Ewan McGregor. I'm a big fan of his. I had I, well, I do have some issues with Ewan McGregor. McGregor, um, but I do tend to like him. As you know, I watch Long Way Around, Long Way Down those TV shows, and I and which is very kind of you Know behind the curtain, if you like, of a Hollywood actor hit an A-lister and he seems really down to earth and genuine. And, and I'm like, I really like Ewan McGregor, but his filmography isn't as impressive as I think
1: it is. It should be a lot better,
0: yeah. There's a lot of movies where I'm like, oh, I really want to like that more than what it is,
1: yeah. He's never the bad thing in a movie, no, but is... he's
0: but he but he's the movies you pick, you just go, Oh, yeah, they're never always that great. But I do like Ewan McGregor. Um, did you see Flight Plan?
1: I have seen Flight Plan.
0: When Jodie Foster loses a
1: kid on a plane yes, that be, she designed. Yeah, because because he's the, he's the red herring. It's yeah, like, it was like he it's, did. It's it's Sean Bean. It's Sean Bean then. It's like, obviously, because Sean Bean's the only one that you recognise. <laughs> like Sean Bean. Sean Bean. No, Mark Strong's in that film. <laughs> he placed the kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he placed the plane, James.
1: <laughs> Check his tonsils. <laughs> oh, Mark Strong, you've done it again.
0: <laughs> I need to know if anyone else was in... Um... Oh Peter Starsgaard was in it Starsgaard Peter Starsgaard
1: Yeah because isn't he the
0: Well he's got to be the bad guy Because he wasn't Sean B Because <laughs> it wasn't Sean B <laughs> be- Yeah I mean there, there are two characters Called um, Ahmed and uh, Obeyed So I imagine they were the red herrings initially. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I probably think was Peter Starsgaard is maybe the bad guy
1: Oh. Do you know what? Again, again, a film where that DVD. <laughs> again, again, a film that he was he was brought in for to be the red. Hood. He was like, "Well, you're Sean Bean, so you're quite clearly, definitely going to be the captain." Believable as captain as well. Respectful. I respect. Re- him. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Puts on an accent. Silent Hill is a weird one because in the first Silent Hill, he's like he's just a bit part in it. Silent Hill is because he's quite clearly not supposed to be there. It's his parts are written afterwards because it's his job to not affect the storyline in. He- any way, shape or form is to be, in, it's not only to be not in the same timeline, but not in the same fucking location. All of, if you got rid of his party, he's like, oh, he goes to visit something Hill. Oh, but it doesn't matter because they're not there. Let's have a scene of him going into a building. Guess who's not there? But then, <laughs> His wife and his kids. But then he keeps
0: like hearing it, doesn't he? And stuff like that. Cause she's trapped in ah, this alternate plane.
1: Ah, stop, let's, but, stop it.
0: But then he's in the sequel.
1: Yes, because she opens, she opens a portal and throws the kid at him, doesn't she?
0: I can't remember. I went to cinema to there a second one because I think the second one has Jon
1: Snow in it. It does have Jon Snow in it because he plays the daughter of Carrie-Anne Moss and I don't know how she's part of the story because he's part of the core. Now the problem is I've never played Silent Hill game, so I don't know what it is I'm talking about. Silent Hill was really good. Like the Silent Hill game was very no, like, much you were trying to find oh, your... I saw it. I still don't understand why they're not... Silent Hill, that kind of visual, that kind of storyline mm. on today's like games console would be like next stage brilliant, be phenomenal. Mm. I kind of guess it would be Resident Evil now. However. The films, mate, and I i know a lot of people choose to die and he's like, oh, they're dog shit. They're so bad. Like I say, right. Sean Bean's redundant in the first one. In the second one, you're right, uh, John Snow's it. He plays the daughter of the lead courtist. I don't know how the I know this.
0: He's not a daughter,
1: is he? Oh, sorry, he plays the son of the leader of the courtist and it's his job to bring this girl back to Silent Hill. But it turns out he's a, he's a good guy. And, yeah, but, but Sean Bean's but, got but, a more but, credible but
0: part in the second one. Does but he? But he's yeah. not the same person as in the first one. I thought he was. I thought he was, but then when I was looking at IMDb, it's a different name.
1: No, it's because to get away from the court, he's changed their name. He's changed the name, right? There you go. Fuck me, why do I know that? For but a film, I'm I,
0: I remember watching the second one in the cinema, not being a horror fan and leaving it going, actually, that was more entertaining than I thought.
1: The first 12nd one second, one? second
0: one. Because the first one, I don't know, I could be completely wrong, but I thought I read that the first one, they changed at the last minute, and it was something like he was supposed to go in to Silent Hill.
1: I believe they wanted a role of... A, no, I thought the studio wanted a recognisable actor. And I that's believe, why I his parts were in it. It
0: was going to be like the game where you, it's the dad trying to find th- this kid th- and they changed
1: it to... I, I could be wrong. I think the director wanted to do the mother mm. because it was a story about mothers and daughters as opposed to the Alyssa storyline yeah. that they have that. So that's why they chose it. But then the studio was like, no, you need a... you need a, you need a, a bigger name. So Sean Bean was inserted. And that's why all of his set pieces all of his stories are well out of place because they were shot afterwards
0: i'm gonna watch these again at some point because i can't i'm the only thing i remember because i was a big silent hill the game fan yeah because i thought the games were so stylishly shot like and this idea that you go to like hell and it kind of this old like world war ii siren goes off and it was horrible and i remember the game physically being like oh my you know wanting to get out of that and get back to the normal like world and everything and the, I remember the film The film starts and the cinematography follows the camera that the game does. I remember all the camera angles for the ah, first still. like 10 minutes and then it just goes to the film. But it did feel like a film made by someone who played and respected the games. That's
1: always nice. That sounds good.
0: Um, then he obviously played, uh, it was in Far North that we talked about earlier that uh, he frozes to death and obviously hit you. Outlaw with uh, Daddy Die.
1: Yeah, you can't win them They've played Vigilantes, don't they? He gets shotgunned. And Danny D- and Danny Dyer saves the day. Who gives a shit? Stop trying to make Danny Dyer a thing.
0: I'm not a big Danny Dyer fan.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, mate. It's more of a generalisation.
0: I mean, we talked about um, for so long, but we haven't actually talked about Game
1: of Thrones. So uh, this is so this is Sean Bean's wheelhouse. They brought him in because he was Sean Bean. They needed an actor that had credibility. Eddard Stark is an honourable man. He is kind of. I know he's. I know he's a warden of the north, but he's also a. He's a working man. You know, he gets his hands dirty. You know, if you if you sentence the man, you should swing the axe. That's what mm-hmm. he says. You know, he does that. Eddard Stark is the hero. He's the pinnacle of virtue. He's he's you know truth, justice, the north way. You know, he is the man because he has to die. Spoilers. Because they don't survive in King's Landing. They don't survive in the game of in the game of Thrones. The honest don't survive. Yeah, I think the casting for it was brilliant. Like Edward Stark, Sean Bean, it was, it was beautiful. I think it was one of the, I think it was one of the casting choices that is the best casting choice of a TV series. I think a character Sean Bean was Edward Stark. I thought his casting was so good and I'd read the books and I knew what was going to happen. And I just was like, yes, that's so amazing. This is the the best choice. Just like Mark Addy plays the uh, king. His friend, I always thought that was great casting. and They had great chemistry in the, in the first few episodes before one I think one they of the went to drama school
0: together as well, didn't they? Did
1: they? You can say that they're friends. They're just having a laugh. Mm. And when he died, I thought he was brave that he was like the biggest name at the time in there. And when he'd gone, he'd done such a good job of the first series that the second series was even good. Like the first series isn't even like the best series. Mm. But I think he was, the future series and what it became, the phenomenon it became, was built on the bones of Ed Stark. God bless you. God bless you. I do, you think, do you think you'll watch Game of Thrones again? Yes, I really liked it. Do you know what? I, maybe I didn't like the last series, but I didn't hate the last series. I think it had issues. It did have issues. I don't. I, you
0: can't judge a series by its finale. No, by its last season.
1: Yeah, I did. There were issues with the first uh, with the last season, but you know what? I know. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the time I spent there. Mm. It's a weird time in
0: TV, isn't it? The Game of Thrones is, is maybe is, is probably the the peak of this. Is that where money just Went in, was poured into yeah. TV, you know, like you think, I think Breaking Bad and others, you know, 24 were, were the catalyst that, you know, uh, I, I suppose entertainment historians or whatever will look back and go, there was an era where silly money was in TV. Yeah. You know, um, Game of Thrones is obviously one of the big ones, but you, you look at some of the TV shows now, I mean, Lord of the Rings are saying it's going to be the most expensive yeah, TV series is. ever filmed.
1: Well, I never once, you know, that Carnival Road—they Amazon popped, pumped a lot of money into that for very, that was not, I didn't enjoy that. I I, I didn't mind it. Oh, uh, no.
0: It's all right. I can't, I quite like the whole, like, Jack the Ripper feel with theories. I
1: think that would have been cool had it been better. <laughs> it just, it lacked something for me, which mm. I just think that must have cost quite a lot of money and it didn't pay off.
0: I did like uh, Orlando Bloom in it. you like Orlando and, Bloom. Is it? Carl De- Delavine yeah, in that as Delevingne. well? yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. But yeah, they, they, I, you know, you think of other TV shows running at the same time, like Walking Dead, these ridiculous budgets. Yeah. That when you think about series series one, you know, when it was like a couple of actors, you know, play play pretend in the woods.
1: Or like the first series of 24, you forget the most of it takes place inside a building with no windows because they, they don't want you to know what time of day it is outside yeah. because they can't afford to shoot in the sun or the dark and depending on what like, time it is.
0: And like who works in that building in Series yeah. 1 this concrete like <laughs> where the boss's office is just looking down <laughs> at all these workers. Mate
1: that will be a fucking nightmare to clean. It's just glass. And <laughs>
0: yeah, then also like the thing I love about 24 we, I love this when we go off on tangents Yeah, you know, we like what are we talking about? We're shopping. But, but in 24, it's like, no one got up and spoke to each other. Just every now and again, it's like, bum, 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 bum. and then that, someone looks around and someone like 10 meters away is just like, pick up the phone. I need to talk to you. And it's just the, the whole, I am seen one being like, why don't these people just go over to the person and talk to them?
1: No one, yeah. I, because then the camera work caught, so you see them in the foreground, they're just looking at each other. Yeah. You, when you could literally just, I, what I love about it is there's, in, in this kind of terrorism unit, there's no posting notes. Because yeah. <laughs> everywhere I work, everyone's got a password just, just on the post note and a computer there. Posting those not allowed, mate. No. That's true counterterrorism. Sean Bean.
0: Sean Bean. Game of Thrones, though. Yeah, I think I, I think they missed the missed the treat in that last season finale. You know when the uh, walkers are kind of yeah. storming and all the dead rise and they're in the crypt. Uh, Why didn't a headless Ned Stark fucking show up? A you, cameo from Sean Bean, mate. A a, a zombie fied <sighs> Sean Bean. People would have been like, "Oh my god, bastard, <laughs> bastard." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like I like uh, Game of Thrones. I probably want to watch it again though. I was thinking this the other day.
1: No, a bit violent. Yeah, a bit violent. Bit 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 news. Do you know what? They they really didn't hold back in the first seri- first few series did, of nudity, did they? Did it um,
0: did it though um have a dry
1: series? I, I seem to remember series three or one of the earlier ones. No, they, well they stopped. They kind of stopped after that because Amelia Clark got quite big. And they they had the. The contracts, it was like there's no need for us to be naked in a future series, so they start using body doubles And there's quite a lot of stuff. dries
0: in, like it just got a bit boring.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I was, yeah, I, I no, can't remember. The book four nothing happens in it. So, about series, the problem is, I, I don't know if you remember this Rob Stark, you know, where the Red Wedding dies, oh, yeah. but he actually doesn't do anything in the books, he doesn't have anything to do, his job is to show up and die. And it became really obvious when you watched that series because he's just going around going, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, where are you going, Rob? So I'm going to a wedding in like four episodes time, but I've got like some hours to kill, so I'm just going to be here for a bit.
0: But it is those scenes that puts me off re-watching it, like watching it just for the, you know, because I reckon I'd get to the Red Wedding episode and probably skip it. Or like, you know, the um, the head crushing yeah. uh, episodes. I'd probably skip them episodes because when you've seen that once, I don't know if I ever need to see it again.
1: So you're done with Game of Thrones?
0: I don't know. I might rewatch it again at some point. I'm, I'm like this with Walking Dead. I think now that they've said they're actually going to end Walking Dead, I like probably it. will finish it. But well, last when, when Negan three. came into it and started smashing heads, I was like, "It's too much." Yeah, you know, it's not. I don't get a kick out of that. You know, that that level of violence. I like implied is scarier. That's just grotesque and. Game of Friends was a little bit like that in places. But I did overall enjoy it. I did I got swept up in the hype. I came and also what I love is I came into the game really late. Yeah, you, like, you know, everyone's like been watching it for fucking years. And I binged like all of them in line so that I watched the last ever episodes live with everyone else. And, and, and everyone's like, oh, it's years in the making. I'm like, yeah, it's been a long road. Hasn't it's been it? like eight days. <laughs> I've, done, I've done it. Um yeah. So I did know quite a lot of the spoilers actually before before I did. Did you watch Jupiter Ascending?
1: Yeah. I don't think it, I ever finished it. Oh, mate, don't. It's just horse shit. It's shit. it's actually might be one of the worst films I've ever seen. Stinger Rapini he played. Tonight. Fucking hell, really? Yeah. Mate, his agent must have fucking had something on him. He's like, I need you to play this. <laughs> Talk about
0: movies you forget he's in with Which
1: Martian. No, he plays uh, Mission Control, doesn't he? Because he's the one that kind of goes behind the... He gets fired at the end. Mm. I really like that. Do you know what? That's how I like my Sean Bean now. Kind of like I does Stark and sharp, honourable, 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 doing the right thing. Um, I love The Martian.
0: One of his most, uh, I think, acclaimed of late has been his role in the Frankenstein Chronicles. Which I was like, that is me, like I was like, fucking Frankenstein. Sean Bean signed me up, and never watched it.
1: I've never watched it. What's it on?
0: I think it was, was it ITV or BBC. Oh. It was one of those. we'll, we'll have to
1: search for that. It is, play. It's
0: on iPlayer. So it must
1: be on BBC then, yeah. I'll fucking watch that. Do you know what is the. Uh, sorry, I think you're getting to it anyway. I think the order it gets is like a fine wine because I think he's probably put out very recently his finest performance. In time. In time.
0: Just before it gets to time, um, Snow the TV series. Yeah, I, he's in the second series and wait, I haven't seen it. No, but I know who he plays.
1: Yeah, I think I know who he plays as well.
0: So he plays Joseph Wilford.
1: Yeah, who, who I was always.
0: like when when we heard that that TV show was coming out. It, this is a good. This is right. So when we we you and I were like, who who's going to play Wilford? Yeah. Like, because that's a big role. Ed Harris did it really well in the movie. Um, and uh, in the I've only watched two episodes of Snowpiercer TV series, and it and it heavily implies that Jennifer Connelly is Wilford. Yes, but she also has a role in the carriages. Yeah,
1: and she, no she she does it in secret, doesn't she? Yeah
0: and I was like that's cool that is cool and the reason why I've only ever seen the first two is actually I started watching it at when Emily went into labour so thanks to <laughs> my daughter I've never actually gone back to watch it but what like it was one of them which went to labour and the, the hospital were like no 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 wait wait come in you know when the contractions are a lot shorter so it was like we have to kill some time. so, so I it was like yeah, yeah, here, so. yeah, there's
1: nothing wrong with that mate you've got choice. I quite mm. like that series uh, he's I think he's in a flashback in the first series he's, over, he's only in it for like three minutes at most mm. And he's he's a role in a second role, a second series, which I haven't seen because I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting for them all. Mm. Good though, Yeah, I quite enjoyed it.
0: I heard someone say it wasn't that good.
1: It depends. It's not as good as the TV. It's not as good as the movie. Uh. But then again, the movie was pretty spot on.
0: Um you you're completely right. Time was an outstanding um and
1: we haven't spoken about it
0: drama. Like I thought that was wicked, yeah.
1: Not typecast. So he does not play like the working class hard man he plays teacher. So like you could argue the opposite, like the the educated elite in a role where he's put into a an environment that Sean being the vault <laughs> would have been excelled in prison. This one he's timid, he's shy. He's he's not confident in the slightest. His his best acting comes from him unable to raise his voice, his confrontation with other cellmates. Um, so he's put in prison for a crime that he, he did commit. It's not. It's not like a story of. Um, it's like not a story of him breaking out. It's about him being in jail, um, and for a crime he did commit. And it's about rehabilitation. It's about forgiveness. It's about the punishment. And he does such a good role. And it's not his screaming. It's not him saying bastard, which he's famous for. It's him being timid and shy. And I think maybe his best performance, time was phenomenal. He was great. He showed like a generation that Sean Bean can fucking act. You know, he hasn't been this good since when Saturday comes. (laughs) The greatest film of all time.
0: Also, watching a lot of interviews with him like this week, it's almost maybe the closest to the real Sean Bean. Yeah you know because I was surprised like when I was watching some of the interviews with him this week on talk shows like some of the American TV shows you know I thought he was going to you know walk out on stage and be like yeah bastard yeah You're like, <laughs> where's what my what tea what are you drinking coffee for <laughs> like you should be drinking Yorkshire tea and he's not he's like really quite humbled and relaxed and, and timid and, and polite and one thing I like about Sean Bean which is a sign of a true gent is when when two people are talking he holds back and lets the person finish he doesn't talk over people it's a very good skill that that man has
1: it's very nice I do like Palant. Sean Bean
0: Sharp is my favorite. Sharp is role, the best. But Goldeneye re- requires special attention.
1: So I think when you're bringing back a franchise that, let's be honest, had fucking nearly died out. I mean, let's let's forget Goldeneye restarted James Bond. It'd been several years since we'd mm. had a film. A lot of pressure on Pierce Brosnan. They wanted a new Bond for a new generation. But also at the same time, Bond goes hand in hand with villains. Scaramanga, you know, the man with the golden gun. You've got, you know. Those <laughs> Spectre, you've got famous bad guys. You've got Jaws. You've got Odd Job. you Goldfinger's like the best. They needed a villain, and what I've, what they did a fantastic job of. Sean Bean, mm. the same as James Bond, hero. What is he for England, James? For England, James? No, for myself.
0: Famke Jensen's in that movie. Yeah, she
1: is and, a great uh, role. Where Alan she... Cumming's in it as well as Boris, isn't he?
0: Fucking is. Yeah, I forgot about that. There, I that's a about accent. that accent.
1: Is that Russian? Yeah. It is, isn't it? I think it's supposed to be. That's that's oh, better mate. than Bloody Ray Winston. mate my Russian accent that I'm doing right now is better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember the Boris scene where he's clicking the pen. I remember. Yeah, it's got the it's yeah, got the, he's got the um, five clicks and the five clicks. Goes. It blows up. Yeah, and he's like, I can break this, and he keeps like clicking it.
1: What I really loved about this one as well, and unfortunately it's not Sean Bean related, is they make a big deal about they change the car to BMW. You don't fucking do anything with it. It's just there. It's just mm. like, oh, we've got rid of the Aston Martin. It's BMW now. Yep, it shows it once and he doesn't use it. Mm. Um, Travelling was a great Bond villain. I thought he was fantastic. Sean Bean was great in it because I think it allowed him to do something which he hasn't done in these like in these roles, which maybe he should have done for National Treasure. He allowed him to dial up the hamminess and you could tell he's bouncing because he's like, I get to play a Bond villain mm. in a new kind of like generation of Bond. It's like, I get to be Trevelyan, and I get to be like a kind of a dickhead. I loved it. It sure is, B, it mate. is,
0: it is, um, my memory of the movie is that, it, that it's wild. And, and, and actually I get, I get it very much mixed up with or tarnished by some of the later ones. Oh and once, yes. The with, best and once. actually GoldenEye is quite contained. Oh, don't it get me wrong. There are some scenes of utter ridiculousness, like driving around in a tank that, Pretty soon cannot go as fast as what they, you know, it's like ice skating in some scenes yeah. with a statue on top of it. Yep. But it had <laughs> enough like Bond gadgets and explosions and a big fucking ending and that antenna. Yeah. Like yeah, there's no, a huge cool. scene. And, and why are we going around the houses, James? The game. More the game.
1: Do you know what? If we're talking about perfection, teenager, some Dr. Pepper, mate, some Pringles, staying around a friend's house, mm. just fucking not rules, you're not allowed to be our job. Slap his own way. <laughs> yeah. <Mate, that's laughs> slap his, yeah. Mate, that's how you determined, like, your fucking. with you the boys. bonus
0: level, the Moonrake here. Yes. Level. Mate. And there I, was all
1: the secret passages and you can find the golden gun. Mate, I fucking, I fucking used to own the shit out of that game. Used to around, I used to go around to a guy called David Pesh's house. We used to play to shit, mate. Mate, I'm still to this day. Do you know what the downside about it is? It ages terribly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, so bad. Now. They should remaster it. They should remaster it.
0: I, I, I think I played the game before I saw the film, so I knew certain set scenes. Like so, when I watched the film, I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I know this. this. This is the last level. You know, running around here.
1: It's the reason I bought an N64.
0: Because that last level, you're being chased by Sean Bean's character, aren't you? You're
1: supposed to chase him.
0: No, you shoot. You, he's chasing you, oh, and then when you've him. worn him down enough, he then runs away. Oh, okay. And then you chase him, and he runs to the bottom of the antenna, and that bit was solid to fall down the ladder and land on the little patch and I, shoot him.
1: I thought it was just me. I could never land on the ladder somehow I'd miss the thing that yeah, was Yeah, and I'd me. always fall off and I'm like, fucking
0: hell. Like, you know, game,
1: mate.
0: The it, that was a it, like, it, stellar game on the N64. Would
1: you remember uh, Zena on the top? The trick, yeah. proximity mind, the bridge, mate. So she so she dies before the cutscene before the cutscene finishes, mate.
0: Yeah, you had to load that bridge up. Yeah. I also like the, uh, the cheat code where everyone had big heads. Yep. That was good.
1: I love a big head, mate. Easy to shoot. Except for if you shot Boris and Boris was a dickhead Natalia will not come with you. And yeah I that's sh- you and I- weren't supposed to kill him was you? And I shot Boris in the head. A lot. Cause, <laughs> yeah. cause Everyone fuck, did. Because fuck him. <laughs> Everyone did. Oh mate. Oh. Sean Bean mate. Sean Bean.
0: If you could now what Sean
1: Bean film would you watch? I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with it. When Saturday <sighs> comes. I love When Saturday comes and what's really weird is the world we live in it needs it needs more it needs more. It's the most British film I've ever seen. Or do you know what? I'm going to say it. You know, you know, Sharp was this great TV series and they keep bringing it back for not these so great ones. I'll be honest, I would fucking mark out for a Sharp film. Mm, yeah. Big screen Sharp. I know now a lot of the uh, secondary characters have actually passed on and they're no longer acting, but I kind of want to see that ruffle shirt again, mate. Mm. I know the last outing in, when he, he's in India, I was crap. I really hated that. But at the same time, Sean Bean is sharp. I don't think I watched them once. Oh, you don't? They're not very Resurgence
0: good. Resurgence in the 2000s? Yeah.
1: They're not very good. I think
0: I watched, like, was Waterloo the big ending to the original run? Sharp's Waterloo?
1: Yeah.
0: I think I watched it to there.
1: Yeah, you and should have I don't have done. think I watched it don't, since. I don't really like Waterloo. I quite liked it. Yeah, it, it's Sharp's Eagle. Mate, come out of this. watch Sharp's Eagle? Sharp's know, Eagle was my favorite. Make listeners, Sharp's Eagle yeah. the best one. I've got a question for you. Mm. Um, if you were going to remake a classic film, what film would you? What film would it be? been? Would you cast the Sean? Who would you cast Sean Bean as? Because I've got one for you. Follow me here. Clockwork Orange. Not about youth, but I think he's. I like. I like my Sean Bean kind of unhinged a little bit. I like. Mm. I think Trevelyan. I think he's an actor with the more that you give him, the more fun he would have. And I just think that that, that I when I see him, I was like, he should have that role where he's either he he's, gets to be a bit manic, a bit crazy. Now, obviously. It's about youth and the generation and things. So what I'm talking about, I would have a time machine and go back and cast him.
0: But that's, that's me. That's, um, I suppose, suppose for me, I, I, I haven't seen Sean being in much sci-fi. That's a good shout. And I quite like the idea. Oh. I know he's been in Martian and stuff, but I, I quite like the idea of him being the only person on a ship or the only person on a planet style. Yeah. You know, I think that, that would play into his strengths really, really well. I um, also quite like the idea of him being, in, you know, a really good
1: horror. The only downside about that is, is if he won't get a plane, he's not going to get into space. He's yeah, fuck
0: right. That's fuck true. Because right all films in space are actually filmed in space. <laughs> I know he's done some horror like The Hitcher and stuff like that, but, I, you know, like a, you know, a, a gritty, you know, or, or actually i tell you what he, what he would do is, you know, a movie like Taken? Yeah. One of those sleeper hits where you're like, I did not think that was going to be as good as it was. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's
1: really good. do you think he's Britain's most consistent actor? Mr. Britain, if you will.
0: What I like about him is that he's north of the wall in terms of he's not from London. Yeah, and you know he's and and, and he's never tried to hide that accent. You know he's incorporated that accent to a lot of the roles that he's played. So I don't think he I don't think he is the most consistent because I do think that he's stayed within a.
1: Yeah, within a start, yeah.
0: um but that can be good because it means that you don't get the Gary Oldman thing, which is where when he goes out of that and he does these wildly ridiculous movies that are straight to DVD and you're like, you're Gary Oldman, you're Oscar winning <laughs> Leon Gary Oldman. What the fuck are you doing in this
1: film? Yeah. <laughs> um I do you know what? I think uh Hannah I think Hannah won it because I was thinking he's like the the heir to Pete Potter's way. Pete Pottersway, he was never Mr. Britain, if you will, I don't know where this phrase has come from that I've coined, but he was a very good export that we did. Like, like the everyman's Britain. He wasn't good looking. He wasn't amazing. I keep saying that about Sean Bean and the fuck is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think he's like the perfect, like, next to Pete Postle's way, Just like Stephen Graham. I, he's he's after Sean Bean. There's, a, there's like a line going,
0: mate. <laughs> that, I do, I do like that about, um I, I do like that about the time is that it, it it's the one we didn't realise how much we needed Stephen Graham and Sean Bean to be in a show together. Yeah. And then when we saw it, we were like, why did we get this like ten years ago?
1: With when when both of them were around in the same kind of films.
0: Yeah. Um what's your release,
1: memory? Is it Sean? Is it uh Sharp, sorry.
0: Just 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 go back sorry, just go back to one the Gary Oldman thing. I saw this meme the other day and it's fucking brilliant. And it's, it's a picture of Gary Oldman from Leon, like not everyone. Not that meme, no, that but like just a psychotic uh, Gary Oldman from that. It says, Imagine one day you're at work or out for a drink or doing the shopping and someone shouts cut and it turns out you were Gary Oldman all along. <laughs> That's how good an actor he is. <laughs> um This wouldn't want to be
1: this wouldn't <laughs> be one of his best films.
0: Yeah, I, I think um Sharp is easily Sharp is easy the earliest memory because we watched that as a family, me and my yeah. brother and my dad. I don't know, I don't know if my dad or someone read the Bernard Cromwell books. It yeah. was big in our house. It was a big ITV thing. It was, it was one of them early memories of me watching TV on a Saturday night or whatever it was and yeah. being pissed off by the adverts because, they, you know, and waiting for the little black and white kind of hint so in, in the UK television that um, that means that an advert's about to happen, doesn't it? And um, I, I hated it, you know, like a young age being enraged by by adverts. But Sharp was probably
1: got to be it and then into Goldeneye. Yeah, I think Golden Line's the one I remember the most because I really liked Sharp afterwards. Mm. Sharp I came to the I came to the party kind of well, my late teens for Sharp. Um, I've got one last question for you. No, actually no two. Could he be considered an all time great? The, the downside about him is his roles are very he would be a national great. But if we talk about the history of cinema, does someone in India know who he is? Does someone in Russia know who he is? Does do they all know who he is in America?
0: I, th- I, I think Game of Thrones has done that for him. That's a good shot. Yeah. I never thought about I that. I think Game of Thrones, take G- Game of Thrones off his IMDb and maybe Lord of the Rings because yeah. they have cult worldwide followings.
1: That's what I did. It was a kind of a stupid question. Yeah. I think <laughs> If you
0: take them two off, then maybe. And I think the thing with Sean Bean is, would you think he would rather win an Oscar or would rather have like, a stand at Sheffield United named after him.
1: I would definitely second that. He would, wouldn't yeah. it?
0: Like, And that's what I like about the man is he's done well. He's done, you know, I imagine he has more money than he needs for life. He's comfortable when he's, he's achieved so much, but I imagine he's, he's like, I don't know. I, I, I think he's quite happy with it. You asked earlier about him being an A-lister and I think it depends what you define yeah. as A-lister. Do you, do you define A-lister as someone who earns money, someone who breaks box offices or someone who's popular and people know their name? to me I think A-lister is all of that it has to be It's people know you you can't go out in public you earn top dollar you have a esteemed career that, that that is A-lister is Sean Bean that yeah he probably is mm. but there's a part of me that likes the fact that he's still working class Sean Bean
1: he is they Don't ever change. still doing the O2 adverts yeah he does have a sexy voice yeah he took in the Civilization Games he took over from Leonard Nimoy who, and I was, I was like that's great that's great mm. um, National Treasure man National Treasure I don't that in mean, the sense that he is one, he is a national treasure. Greatest achievement to film, use of the word bastard, bastard, bastard. God bless you, Sean Bean. Oh man, Sean Bean. Next week, I don't know, mate. Got I've f- got one, you've got one. Hit me
0: off the popularity of the Spider Man episode that we've done. Yeah, there is a part of me that wants to do the original X Men trilogy, okay, to start maybe a set of three X-Men movies so we do the X-Men yep then the prequels the first classes yep. and then the Wolverines is there three Wolverine movies there's yes. Origins
1: Wolver- the Wolverine yeah there's, Logan. there's Origins the Wolverine and Logan so there's about nine X-Men Wolverine maybe we're going we're going balls deep in the X-Men good because I know what I want
0: to do in the summer <laughs> so we'll do part one then of three of X-Men specials Ooh. because I do not get the timeline I get the first three obviously but when we start getting into first class territory. Mate, that's where I'm in my element. I love this. Mate, I don't want to spoil it. Let's get into it next week. X-Men? X-Men. i will do X-Men next week. Uh, this has been our show. If you liked it, don't forget to like and subscribe. We get a new episode every week. And if you do like it, don't forget to leave us a review. And if you can share this episode on social media and tell your friends, that'd be absolutely great. The more people to the party, the better. <laughs> what a terrible invite. <laughs> Uninspiring. Uh, that's our show for this week. If you don't see it later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.